Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. The other day I was talking with a colleague and they were in a really dark place. I was in high empathy mode and listening with great intent as I was trying to imagine what it would be like to be them as they were going through their most recent issue. The issue was the simple fact that too many people have become unforgiving in their judgments. As leaders, we need to grow in our empathy for two people. First, whoever's standing in front of us, or second, ourselves. I realize it sounds a little weird to be empathetic for ourselves, but too many of us don't take the time to reflect on the simple fact that we are all a work in progress. Yeah, a work in progress. We are imperfect. We fail. We don't always know, and we need to be open and vulnerable to what life deals up for us. Buffalo leaders look into the challenges they are facing and they charge into their storms. However, sometimes our confidence can get shaken when someone else is almost diabolically unforgiving in their assessment of us. The opposite of empathy is when someone is judging you, when they cast out claims about you or your motivation, your actions, and it leads to self-doubt. Believe me, I've been riddled with doubt when someone comes at me coarsely, mostly because it's really not in my nature to attack someone or rudely comment on their intents. I am almost always caught off guard when it happens, and I have to continually ask myself, what would it be like to be this person right now? I used to ask, what the hell's wrong with this person? (laughs) But everyone deserves the opportunity to receive our empathy, and that includes ourselves. Before I share the tool with you, I have a couple more reminders. First, a leader is anyone who has influence over another person, and that can be good and bad influence. Now, most of us seem to pivot when there is a bad leader in front of us, and they are using their influence in ways that disrupt our ability to be confident in ourselves. Now, a positive leader with influence, well, they are constantly doing two things, being empathetic and reflecting. Each time we have the chance to introduce processes for leadership, Those times provide us the opportunity to learn and grow. As we face issues and harsh criticism, I want you to burn in this statement. I am a work in progress. We never arrive at any level of perfection or excellence. Instead, we need to just keep moving forward. As we come under scrutiny for those we serve, work with, or work for, or just random people on social media, we have to forgive ourselves and move forward. So, the story about my conversation. I was driving to somewhere, and I don't really remember where I was going, and I was listening to a friend of mine on the phone talk about how they were publicly accosted in front of their own family for a decision they had made. Now, this is a leader, and they were out to dinner with their family, excited that her children were all together for the first time in a long time because they're adults. And as they were about to start to eat, a man came up to the table asked her if she was who she was, and then proceeded to finger wave and share very colorful judgment statements. She was with her three adult children, politely asked him to call her later, and one of them actually had to stand up and tell the man to get away from the table and leave because he just wouldn't. The man continued to accost her and cast blame for all types of things, raising his voice and shaking his finger, looking very angry and almost on the verge of violence. And... It had nothing to do with her or any decisions that she had actually made. Instead, she was just being blamed. Now, finally, 
Her own children stood up and the staff asked the man to leave and finally he left, but not before shouting across the restaurant and further embarrassing her and calling her a heartless blankety blank. As I listened to my friend describe what happened, my empathy and anger meter were tied and going through the roof. I mean, what would it be like to be in a restaurant for a joyous moment and then have it come crashing down? What would it be like to look at your own children when something like this is happening? What would it be like to be serving others and be on the other end of a public verbal assault for something and, and from someone in high judgment mode? What would that be like? Unfortunately, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast know what it's like. It's horrible. It's happened to me and many others I know who serve in the public domain. However, that doesn't matter when you are supporting someone through something like this, because the last thing you say to them is, well, if you think you have it bad, let me tell you about the time that I don't do that. Instead, you listen. You listen with empathy and simply ask when they're done, what can I do for you? As we spoke, she was asking me what she should do. I listened, and then a question that my coach asked me hit me like lightning. In an effort to be both supportive, empathetic, and reflective, we don't need to tell people what to do. We need to lead them to a reflection of what they're capable of doing. Now, the question my coach asked me a couple weeks ago and the question I asked her was, what would you tell yourself? Well, she was like, what? I, I, guess, I guess I would remind myself that I'm a work in progress. And there it was. And, and I guess I would say to myself, you need to move on. There's nothing you can do about it. She then went on and spoke for the next 30 minutes and discussed how all too often people in leadership roles are on the other end of verbal and social media accusations that test their energy and their purpose. When she said that, that's when I pulled over onto the next exit and drew out a process to help us build the needed energy to charge into the storms that we are facing. We are all works in progress, and she's right. And often we have the energy sucked out of us for no foreseeable reason. Imagine, imagine what it was like to sit there and get verbally accosted and then try to enjoy your dinner, not think about it again, and then move forward making other difficult decisions with this Yahoo in the back of your mind. Oops, sorry, Yahoo, that's not very empathetic. As we go through our days and face more and more unforeseen challenges, let's go to a process so that we can frame for ourselves where we will get intrinsic motivation and where we'll need a little extrinsic boost from those that we collaborate with. Each week, we face opportunities and we can find ways to either trudge through them, avoid them, or charge into them. I started doing this process immediately after I drew it up on the exit ramp. Now, no matter what is happening to us, we have to be able to move forward and recognize that we are all works in progress. This woman's incident would likely stifle many of us as we were reflecting upon it. Many of us would also look to avoid it happening again at any cost. Any challenges that may come our way, well, we might try to avoid them. However, <laughs> don't forget, we are buffaloes and we charge into the storms that we're facing. Let's do that with a process. Now, I'll have this process in the TH3 this week for you to use. Too often, we go through our days and we allow our narratives or nerves to take control of our mindset and energy. As a result, we find ourselves going through the motions and just trying to get through it. We need to look at all the issues we are facing with a quick process so that we can lean into others before we take on a challenge and recognize that we may have to change a few things about ourselves as we enter into the opportunities we are facing. And that's what makes us a work in progress. Now, here's what the process does. 
It's a proactive, reflective tool so that we can identify what type of energy we will need heading into our week. The first step is to sit down on a Sunday night or a Monday morning and identify the five to eight issues or opportunities you face for the week. Confronting something, being in a training, having to make a difficult decision, and then writing them on the reflection document. Now, as an example, I did mine last week, and it's or two weeks ago, and it said birthday party, board meeting, second shingle shot, coaching one-on-one, tour of a manufacturing plant, Coldplay concert. Now, the process document is very simple. It is a quadrant. The top two boxes from left to right are labeled. On the left side, it says low mission for life. And then on the right side, it says high mission for life. And the bottom two boxes, they read left side, low motivation for the opportunity. And on the right side, high motivation for the opportunity. If we are all truly a work in progress, which we are, why not employ something to forecast for ourselves where we are in alignment with the tasks we are facing and then ramp up so that we can charge through them? instead of sitting around with little energy for the task or the opportunity. Now, you take your list of opportunities and you place them in each box. Life is forward moving and too many of us make weird connections between what was and what will be. That's why my friend, after getting yelled at at the restaurant, needed a support process to help her reframe. Not everything moving forward is going to be bad. However, too often, we have an unexpected experience, fail to recognize that we're works in progress, and then we cycle into a negative narrative. I'm going to use my shingles shot as an example of how I use the graph. The shot itself was extremely low on my motivation. I didn't want side effects. I didn't like needles going into me. I still don't like it. And I have no motivation for this opportunity. None. If I could figure out a way to avoid doing it, I would have. However, when I framed it on the upper quadrant, it is high life mission for me because my health is critical. When I looked at how opposed the two were, I reflected and realized I need to charge into this and find the motivation, change my mindset, and recognize that this is a have to in order for me to get to meet my mission. I do this process on Sunday mornings now. As I look at my week ahead, it helps me frame where I need to change my mindset and where to put my energy. A process to guide your weekly launch is a reminder that the world is forward moving. And no matter what has happened, people need you and depend on you to support them and their leadership. When that opportunity comes to me to be there and serve others, well, on my quadrants, that is high mission and high motivation. And when I look at the rest of the graphic, it puts everything else into perspective. It weirdly makes your life little data points that you can then address and find what you'll need in order to be successful. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you frame your week in order to build your Buffalo mindset. List people you could support differently with this process. And last, list your opportunities this week and determine what is high motivation and high mission. And then get to it. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and thank you for leading. Please make sure to share this episode and other episodes as well as rate it on your platform. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the TH3 on the CESA 6 website if you're not getting it already. Also, and as always, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music. 
As we close out, I want to fill in a little more detail on my friend who called for coaching and sparked the Move Forward Mission and Motivation tool that we talked about. She did not think she could go back to work after what had happened, and she was calling me wondering if she should quit. Again, with high empathy, I listened and wondered what it would be like to be rattled to the point that she thinks she should quit her job. As we discussed what happened, and I asked her to reflect on what lay ahead for her, and if she was excited about it or not, if it was in alignment with what her mission was or not. She just kept talking about all of the opportunities she faced the next week, how she'd be filled with regret if she'd quit, and how she loved what she did. But not the criticism, the constant judgment, the angry and empatheticless comments and emails she had to address, and how she was anxious about that man yelling at her and if he would do it again. When she started putting everything into the quadrants, she called me up and she said, listen, I just realized that the majority of things in my life that I am facing, the opportunities that are pushing me, they're high mission. I just don't have the energy or motivation for some of them. Well, do you know what this leader does? This leader is the second grade teacher. I was so impressed as we continued to coach through the process with the fact that she was graceful, filled with mercy, and willing to just move forward that she was everything every Buffalo leader wants to be. She was stuck, needed to reframe, and needed to hear from her own voice that she could actually move forward because her work is high mission and high motivation. And she realized that the distractions, which is what they are, were demotivating her. I am not sure what we need to do to get back to a level of kindness and respect that I think we used to enjoy, but I do know exactly what herd I'd want to be in. Hers. Our job as leaders is to find ways to support others with a positive influence, strategies and solutions that are applicable, and most importantly, be empathetic. Every day we face challenges and storms. We always have a choice, and I hope that you'll make the choice to reframe the storms you are facing and ask yourself, is this high mission and I just lack motivation? Or is this low mission and I've got a ton of energy for this? Or what do I need to do different in order to meet my mission? Because you know what all of this is? It's framing your mindset. This week, look at your challenges as opportunities to improve yourself for others, to overcome the negative narratives that cause paralysis, and find the energy to do what we need to do and what we can do best. And that's charge. After all, we are all a work in progress, and progress only comes if we keep moving forward. Wish I found better sounds no one's ever heard. Wish I had a better voice, sang some better words Wish I found some chords in an order that is new Wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang I was told when I was older all my fears would shrink Now I'm insecure and I care what people think Wish we could turn back time To the good old Turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Sometimes a certain smell will take me back when I was young.
Stop.